This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and David Sundman. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. All right, welcome to the Behold podcast out there, wherever you are, from your car, your kitchen, or out on a run, whatever. We're just grateful that you've joined us to uh, behold the Lord together and discuss what he's telling us uh, through his word. This is Sean and Daniel Gillette, as What's always, up? and today hailing all the way from the, the land of Portlandia, Mr. David Sunman. Woo! What's up? Woo! Woo! Wow. Dude, good to be here again. Good to be with you guys as always. It's been too long, my friend. Yeah. We uh we've really missed your your sultry voice. We've missed your chiseled good looks, uh that dashing smile, perfectly coiffed hair. So it's really great to to have you with us again. We miss seeing you around these parts. Um how's how's life been going up there in Portland and uh, how's married life? And yeah, we'll give, give everybody enough to give the people what they want to, what they want to hear. Yeah. Well, things have been going great in Portland city team's doing really well. I uh, got more guys who are in the program than we've ever had, had eight guys graduate this past weekend. Very exciting. Wow. Um, God's really been showing up. And so very grateful for that. Uh, five year or excuse me, five months. <laughs> to marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, and, that, uh, was that a go, Freudian slip or something? You yeah, guys, it was, <laughs> feel like five years. It's felt like yeah, it felt like, yeah, yeah. No, my wife's great. Um, she probably say that about me, but um, but yeah, the the big news is that um, uh, you know, my wife is finishing medical school and she's in the Air Force, and um, the Air Force is sending us to Omaha, Nebraska later this year, and uh, so that that was a shock uh for me. And, uh, but we knew that it was a possibility that she might have to get moved at this point. And, uh, and she requested to be able to stay in this area and they said no. And so we don't get to argue with that. So, um, so later this year, we're moving to Omaha, Nebraska. What? Man, the Air Force is such a bully. They just, <laughs> they just pushed you around. Huh? Where, where you? Well, well, that's really exciting, man. I'm, um, I'm excited to to come visit y'all in Omaha, Nebraska. I've, I've heard great things. I heard uh, well, they got like the world's largest largest ball of twine or something there. What, what yes. Are, what are their major <laughs> uh, tourist attractions they got there? They have uh, long roads that you can drive right through the city on, Ooh. and uh, that's that's a that's usually what people come for is just to drive right through it when they're going somewhere else. So <laughs> that sounds awesome. Hey, Peyton Manning, uh, I don't know what his connections are, but yeah, Omaha, Omaha, right? Isn't that, that, that was his, uh, <laughs> his, he was changing a play at the line of scrimmage, you would say. Why, why is it that that's the first thing that went through my mind when I found out I was moving there? <laughs> Omaha! That's amazing. Well, we're excited for you, man. It's, it, it, we're sad that you guys are moving even farther away, I, but, but we'll right. trust, trust that God has, has something awesome in store for you guys. Um, yeah. So, so do you feel good about, about where you're kind of leaving city team and, and do, who's going to take the reins? Absolutely. So there's a guy who's from out here. He's actually also a graduate of our Portland program. He's awesome. He's got a uh, great experience in the field and, um, 
you know, a follower of Jesus and, and, you know, serves our guys in different ways already and is working for another nonprofit. And I'm pretty confident he's going to be one, the one to take over. And I'm, um, yeah, I, I'm, I trust that he's going to do a great job. And so I'm, I'm grateful that God provided someone, um, who can, who can take the lead after I go. And so I'm very happy with where the organization is now here. Um, and, uh, confident that God's going to continue to show up and do great things here. Dude, that's great. Uh, now have, do they have anything like that in Omaha? Any, any kind of recovery program or anything? Have you started to scope out any ways to, to kind of keep doing what you're doing? Yeah, there, there, there's no city team obviously, but there is, um, there, you know, they have a mission there, a mission organization called open door mission. I have checked them out. Um, and I'll probably just start by just going and serving, you know, which will be nice to just, you know, not be on staff anywhere and just go and volunteer my time and be of service. I'm not in a rush to jump into any employment opportunities. What I would like to do is um, during that three years that we're in Omaha, because then we'll have to probably move somewhere else, uh, wherever the Air Force sends us. But um, would love to do a seminary degree. And so that's uh, that's what I'm looking at. And so I'd probably focus on that and maybe do some part time work. Cool. And then, uh, you know, eventually we'll be able to land somewhere. And uh, we'll have a little bit more training under my belt. That sounds awesome, dude. You 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 have to be the handsomest army wife there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> they contacted me to be on a A and E TV show, but uh, I turned yeah, it yeah. down. Well, I was wondering if they, I wonder if the Air Force did like a um like a like a like a like a calendar kind of shoot. <laughs> You could be Stop like it. you could be like Mr. February or something. Make it, make it <laughs> so <laughs> uh speaking of uh heavenly places just like Omaha, Nebraska, everyone's thinking that. Uh we're we're talking about heaven today. We've been talking about heaven this last month or so and just a great reminder of what's been promised to us what's coming and how things were all meant to be in the beginning and God's getting us back there through, through Jesus. And so, you know, we're nearing the end of this series and we've talked about a lot. So just to refresh our memories, you know, we, we've been told and we know that when Jesus returns, a lot of things are going to happen. You know, we're going to be given bodies incapable of decay or destruction. They'll be invincible. You know, we'll be with Jesus unified with all believers doesn't matter if you're in Omaha or however far or in eternity, man, I'm going to come see you. We're unified. You know, we'll, we'll never again be threatened by sin or evil or lies or deception, which, man, I cannot wait for that. And we'll forever be in the presence of God. Hmm. So before we dive into today, um, we're just talking a little bit more about God's presence. Um, some of those those things we just heard and reviewed, is there anything you guys that, that you want to revisit a little bit or anything that jumps out that you've been chewing on lately? Yeah, the thing that really stuck out for me when I w- was listening to Charlie on Sunday was just this reality that that we reflect God's image as His um, as His creation, and that is connected to our relationship with Him. And Charlie did a great job of explaining how that works with like a father son dynamic, and that you know certain mannerisms or or characteristics or certain maybe passions or, or abilities or um, just, just the way that a son is really does reflect who the, who their father is like who they belong to, right. Who they've spent that time with. And 
Charlie brought us back to the very beginning, Genesis one, where, where God says, um, you know, among his triune self, let's make man in, in our image. Let's, let's have this, this love and fellowship and intellect and, um, just life that we experience father, son, Holy spirit. Let's, let's put that into, um, this, this creation of mankind. And I just really think that that is so important. You know, I think especially because Sunday we, we observed the sanctity of human life day. And we talked about how, um, every life born or unborn has, has, has value that, that is, um, imparted to us because, uh, this, of this reality that we're image bearers, that we, we are made in God's likeness, that we carry his image. And I just think that really that, that connection, that relationship, everything that we've been talking about, everything in life flows from that. And like you said, Sean, the, the story of God with humanity is, is basically like getting back to Eden, right? Getting, getting back to that, to that connection and that relationship. And to me, that's just something I've really been, um, I don't know. It's kind of like stirred me and inspired me and, and just reminded me like who I am. Something that, um, came up for me as I was, you know, listening to Charlie, this past week and, and last week on the teaching team meeting, you know, he said that uh, if, you know, they were to do this series again, they would have made this the final message because it's really the pinnacle. It's, you know, it's like the centerpiece of what we have to look forward to in heaven is to be in the presence of God. That That's, you know, there's no way to understate what that's going to be like. And just an experience I had recently um, that made me realize how much some people will devalue what it means to be in the presence of God. Um, I've been doing a lot of witnessing to uh, LDS folks recently, <laughs> just kind of a, a strange thing, but I've, I've been um, meeting with and, and witnessing to some Mormon missionaries, and um, they have a very different view about what heaven's going to be like. And so, you know, I'm not going to give a whole description, but for anyone who's interested, there's plenty of resources online. Um but they have a very different view. And one of the things that they believe is that um, they will be eternally progressing to become as God currently is. That's that's one of the things that they believe that heaven's about. And um, as I was talking to this, this one LDS missionary about this, he said, that sounds much better to me because otherwise, um, you know, it doesn't sound so great to me to just be dinking around, you know, in, in heaven, not doing anything for all of eternity. Like that, that's basically like our view of heaven. That's kind of like the way that he described it's just dinking around for all of eternity. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's how you, I mean, to me, it's like to be in the presence of Jesus, our savior, to, to have that relationship with him, you know, unfettered for all of eternity. And that's the way that you describe it. Like it, that's not enough, yeah. you know, yeah. like that's just, oh, whatever, you know, and so I think it shows that a lot of people don't really appreciate just how incredible that's going to be. Yeah. You know, is, is uh, Charlie read a quote from Grudem, I think. Um, and uh, he talked about that, that face to face, you know, moment, like when we see Jesus, right. When our faith becomes sight and, and he looks at us, you know, not, not, to condemn us, but he looks at us like with love and, and acceptance. And man, there's just, you're right. Like we, we, 
if we really think about that, um, it, it, it should, it'll, it'll impact us. Right. And it'll, it'll, it'll stir in us like a, a longing for that moment. But you know, it's interesting, like, and maybe, maybe we, we could talk about this like a little bit, man, I'm just thinking about all the people who have put their faith in God, um, all throughout redemptive history, right. They've, they've had faith in God and it was credited to them as righteousness. Um, or they, they trusted or followed Jesus. Like everybody from, you know, from, from Moses to David, to the criminal on the cross, you know, to our, our grandparents and, you know, people from all over the world that have lived through the whole modern era, whatever. I mean, it's just going to be like millions and millions of people. Right. I mean, right. It's gonna be a lot, a lot of people. How is that going to work? I mean, have you guys ever thought about like, how are we going to have this like face to face moment with Jesus when there's like all these people that are also going to be having that, that experience too. And like, and I know we talked about this a couple weeks on on the podcast, but like, you know, certain scenes like, okay, we're, we're, this is the marriage supper of the lamb. Like, what's that going to look like? I mean, there's, you know, like what, <laughs> where are we all going to gather? And like, how am I going to be able to see Jesus? You know, it's just, it's just, and, and I think, I think what it comes down to is we're so limited I think a little bit like we are, our, our, our minds are stuck in like the finite linear world that we exist in. And when we get to heaven, the reality is going to be a lot different. Right. But, um, I don't know. What do you guys think about, about that whole thing? Yeah. I think we're actually just going to simulcast in for that. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll zoom. zoom in. Oh dear God, please. No, no. <laughs> but I'm glad that you bring that up, you know, kind of breaking the the frame of how we're thinking about stuff. Right. Cause David, I was even just thinking about how you're describing the interaction with that Mormon missionary. And it's just crazy because on face value, I think a lot of people in today's society and today's culture, if you gave them two options of heaven, and one was, hey, you forever get to be in the presence of Jesus and enjoy life with one another. And the other option was you get to forever be working on becoming better and becoming more and more like God. I think so many people sadly would choose that option because it's closer to what their perception of success in this world is. You know, we're so consumed with climbing higher and higher in our careers or getting more and more when it comes to wealth and materials or being better and better at whatever skills we're working on, whatever it is. I think for a lot of people, they're like, man, I could do that forever and become more and more like a God. That's really enticing, but it's just so dangerous. And it's important for us to remind ourselves that the world we're living in and even a lot of the ways that we think, that's all we know. We don't know what we don't know, but a lot of the ways we think are not the way it's meant to be, <laughs> not the way it's supposed to be. And then I even think about, Dan, what you were talking about being an image bearer. It's just like, man, we have to break the mold here of, of what it looks like to, to be in this world. And I think about image bearing. And one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I think we said this in the last episode or two, but is, you know, how are we just portraying ourselves in the world? And sadly right now, when it comes to the culture and society, it is the very worldly thing right now, the popular opinion to be despairing about the world. 
That's mm-hmm. what the world is doing across the over all over the planet. We're all like, oh, the world's getting crazy out there. Life is so hard. Yada yada yada. Politics suck. There's no hope. That's the popular thing to be doing right now. So as Christians and followers of Christ, are we subscribing to that, or are we offering a different image? You know. And I think when I think about image bearing, I'm not just thinking about my physical body, but I'm thinking about my countenance and my attitudes too. And I think the image bearing that we're being, we're being called to in portraying God in, in these different situations is one of hope and peace and steadfastness and faithfulness, even in the midst of really hard trying times. You know what I mean? So anyways, kind of tying those, those, those two things together. Yeah. That's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Well, well that's kind of like, it reminds me of what Jesus said that we're to be salt and light, that we are salt, salt and light, that, that we, we are reflecting his grace and truth into the world and shining his light into the dark places. And then salt is we, we have this preserving effect on the world that through the, the interactions we have through the influence and ministries that we are involved with through sharing the gospel with people through being involved in a local church and seeing his kingdom expand, we are slowing the decay of, of the broken world that we live in. And so I, I love that. That's, that's super, super good. So a lot to say, if you're despairing every day, knock it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All you out there. Yeah. There's, there's hope, right? There's, there's hope. Like there's uh, obviously there, there is something wrong and broken in our world, but uh, I think focusing on that, rather than focusing on the hope that we have is, is not going to produce the kind of life that we, we want, we were called to, to see. hundred percent, which, you know, it just comes down to, you know, are we participating in what God wants us to be participating in now? And as we do that, you know, he promises us that there's going to be benefits that come, not just in eternity, but right now, which I think is really, it's a fitting tie-in to what we're talking about today because how Charlie ended this chunk about our presence with the Lord is that, man, we're not just talking about what's going to happen when we rejoin Jesus, you know, but also, man, we can taste that presence right now. We can taste what it's like to behold him and have him, you know, support us and experience relationship with him right now. So kind of on that topic, you know, what are some things that stuck out to you guys or some things you've been thinking about, about how we both pursue and experience and portray, you know, living in God's presence today in our daily lives. That's great. And, you know, this is something that I, you know, I think about, you know, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, you know, he said, you know, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and at hand meaning like, Hey, it's, it's right there. You can reach out and touch it. Hmm. And the reason that you can reach out and touch it is because wherever Jesus went, that's where the kingdom was. Come on. You know, he he brought, he he was the presence of God manifest in the world. So everywhere he went, he brought the presence of God. And and so that that has continued for us is that now because we have his Holy Spirit inside of us, that we now, wherever we go, bring the presence of God. And people should feel that, that they should feel that difference, like like you guys said earlier. Um, being salt and light is is showing people what it means to to be in relationship with God and to and to feel that. And so, you know, we we're not driven by feelings, but at some point, you know, there there's an intellectual knowledge of of the Bible and we we can know that it's true and and we can believe it, but at some point we go from the realm of belief to the realm of experience where we've mm. experienced the presence of God and we know that God is real, not just because we have this intellectual knowledge of why well, I, I see the evidence 
for the claims of the Bible, and I believe that they're true. But now I've experienced the presence of God. I know that he's there. I know that he's here with me. And so that, that's, that's a, a great gift that we have to the world is that where we go, we can bring that with us and share it with others. That's so cool. That's so cool. Uh, can I share some, I'm going to share like, like something where I experienced that recently and it's kind of vulnerable and it's kind of, it's kind of silly a little bit, but I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to, I'm going to send it. So, um, I had a, I had a soul crushing loss, um, last week uh, on Saturday night. And for those of you guys that don't know, first of all, I just want to say all the 49ers fans in our, in our community have been so <laughs> gentle and so kind and gracious to me. Like I, I showed up to church on Sunday, think like expecting the worst. Like I was like, I'm going to get run out of town. I'm going to get run out of the place. Like people are going to be just like hurling insults, rubbing their Niners gear in my face, blah, blah, blah. I feel like pe- people that know, were very like kind and gentle. So thank you, VBC family. But, but as you know, the, the Niners, uh, defeated my beloved Packers in, in, uh, just a really brutal way. And, and after the game, like, you know, I was really down, I was really sad and like, um, and it was cool. Like it, it was a great teaching moment for my sons because they, they're, they're super invested too. And so they were very, very, they were just devastated, you know? And so it was a cool like moment to even talk about heaven and just say like, dude, our hope is not in the green Bay Packers. Our hope is, is, is in something that is, is unshakable. It's in a kingdom that is unshakable. And, and it was cool to like, just talk through that. And, and, and anyway, but then, you know, after after I was alone, like I was alone with my thoughts, you know, I, 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 I coped in the ways that I know how to cope. Like I went for, I went for a run and, and like worked off some nervous energy. And then, and then I just was like laying in bed, like just talking to the Lord and, and, and obviously like I care about football and I, I care about the Packers. I, I think in a, in a healthy way, like it's not an obsession or an idol or anything like that, but, but I, but I care. And like, I'm emotionally invested in it, you know? Um, and as I was falling asleep, I was just talking to the Lord about it. And I, I felt his presence comforting me, like as I was falling asleep and I was just thinking about like, it, cause it's a relatively trivial thing it, in the grand scheme of life. It doesn't really matter, you know, but God knows that it, that it, that it's important to me. And, and I, I felt him in that moment, just like through his, his, his spirit, like just comfort me, um, and I know a lot of us have experienced that in ways that are more significant because we're going through actual trials, right? Actual suffering, or we're, we're actually dealing with something hard. Um, but I just felt like God was there. Like, I don't know, like in a way that, that was really tangible and felt and like helped me do what we talked about, what we've been talking about, like focus on the heavenly things. Like he was there raising my affection and raising my eyes to, to see what really matters. And I don't know, like it, it was, it was really a sweet, a sweet moment with God. Like, I don't know, is that, is that silly or dumb or what do you guys think? It's not silly at all, man. <laughs> I, mean, I think on one hand it's like, yeah, it's silly cause I know you and I love, I know how much you love the Packers. So it's kind of right, funny, right. but at the same time, it's like, man, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think like y- there is a balance because we talk a lot about how it's like, man, you can't be too focused on the things of the world, you know, and you shouldn't put too much stock in this or this or this or, or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, we do like things and God blesses that, you know, he, he's created things for us to enjoy while we yeah. do it in relationship with him. 
otherwise it'd just be like you know, we'd sit in our little desk and be like Jesus loves you and like nothing yeah, yeah. else <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so it, it is important to to care about things but I think man that's such a great reminder of like just holding them in proper perspective in light right. of eternity and whatnot and I just love how that's a testament I think to God's like gentleness with us because there's other ways he could like correct our attitudes and way like <laughs> you know stricter ways like he's done in yeah. other situations but man, the father loves us and wants us to be in a relationship with him and enjoy all these things, but just do it rightly with him. And I just love that picture. Yeah, it's cool. By the way, my wife's from Wisconsin, so she feels your pain. Oh. <laughs> all right, go pack, go. We'll get him next year. We'll get him next year. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and I think also just uh, on this 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 reality of, of God's presence and just that being so important and central to life, you see that all throughout human history, that that was the original design of, of Adam and Eve in the garden, that there's that picture of, of, of them just walking, you know, with, with the Lord in the cool of the evening, just this kind of easy, casual, intimate relationship, you know, without any barriers or boundaries. And then sin entered the picture and it fractured that. And then, everything from from there on out is 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 god basically putting into place this plan for that relationship and that presence to be restored and you see it through the covenants that he makes you see it through him rescuing his people out of egypt and uh establishing a nation for himself and then you know his 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 physical manifestations of his presence you know the the cloud by day the fire by night and and he he comes and dwells on top of this mountain and and then he comes down off the mountain and and he and he, they establish this tabernacle and their whole society is, and, and and nation is centered around the, the the manifestation of God's presence and and that this this um you know this this institution of, of worship and atonement and and then you know you see the temple's built and it's this permanent place where God's presence dwells and, and, and he's just getting closer and closer and closer and, and more and more central. And then we, at the incarnation, right, Jesus enters in to humanity and, and draws even nearer. And then, um, through the, through his new covenant by his blood, establishing, um, the, the, the spirit, to come and dwell in us, right? He ascends up to heaven and says, I'm going to, I'm going back to my father to prepare a place for you. And I'm sending a helper. You think I'm close now. I'm going to get even closer. I'm going to live inside of you. And, um, and then, you know, the spirit working in us to, to, um, to make us more and more like Jesus all the way up until that moment when we're face to face with him. And man, when you see, when you have that kind of a perspective and you trace the through line all, from Eden to, to where we are now, and then you look ahead to heaven, you realize how important presence is. And this is something that, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, like what you said earlier, Sean, about people wanting to, you know, progress and be I feel like this goes all the way back to the garden where it's not enough for people to just be with God. They want to be God. And then that's, that's really what happened is that they had this temptation to, to do what they thought was going to make them god and yeah. and uh, and that's what you know uh caused them to be separated from god and so that's really what it's all about it's being with god and so god is perfect you know 
God provided all of these different ways for his presence to be felt for the nation of Israel. And, you know, we think about, you know, like what we get to experience as the church and, and how we get to, to be people who have the presence of God with us. And you read about like what it was like, say like at the temple, like there's a, there's this scene that, um, is, is recorded in a couple of places. One of them is Second Chronicles, and it's the, it's the consecration of the temple after Solomon has completed building it. And there's this crazy scene where fire comes down from heaven and consumes the burnt offerings. Mm. And it says, the glory of the Lord fills the temple, and the priests couldn't even enter the building because, oh. it, because the presence of God was so thick there. Wow. And, and when everyone saw this, they fell flat on their faces. <laughs> And they're just worshiping God. It's like that is what happens when you encounter the presence of God. Like that's like that's like imagine being there and seeing that. Oh, and yeah. now we are the temple. Mm-hmm. The church is the temple. Yeah. And then that's pretty remarkable that that you know Jesus says, Hey, I'm building you like living stones. Like we don't we don't build temples anymore because we are the temple. That's good. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, and and the sh- the, the kind of the the shame in it is like it's become so uh, c- close and comfortable that we've lost the glory of it, right? That that kind of like falling on your face, awe and wonder. I think it, it's you know it's kind of like when when you've been around somebody for for so long, whether it's like a roommate or a sibling or or, or a spouse, and you're just like. I don't know. At first, it's like you're out of the honeymoon phase. You know, it's like it's like you kind of, the person kind of becomes old hat to you a little bit. You know, sometimes un- unfortunately, like you know, familiarity like breeds a, like a like a lack of appreciation, right? And so I feel like we have to kind of fight against that because the glory of that scene that you described hasn't been diminished in any way. Um, if we think about it, it's actually more glorious because, um, because he's, he's drawn nearer to us and the impact of his presence never, never goes away because like you see in the old Testament where it's his presence is more, the manifestation of his presence is more kind of like localized and, and kind of unique, like it happens here and there. But, um, if we believe the way Paul writes about the glory of God inside us by his spirit, um, that's, that's just our reality. That's how we live. Right. Um, like Sean, you know, we've been, we've been talking about John 15, like, uh, about how, uh, you know, Jesus wants us to remain in him, abide in him. I don't know if, I don't know if that you've been really getting after that. I don't know if that speaks into any of this. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think it points to, you know, one of the big ways that we can participate in this like process of being in relationship with God and through that, like pointing towards his presence in our lives kind of thing. And how do we be a salt and light in today's culture kind of thing? Because it is crazy just thinking about like your point about, um, you know, the romance fading of God's presence kind of thing. It's interesting thinking about, you know, the last 2000 years of Christian history. And it's like a thousand years ago, what did the Christians of the day look like? You know, what did their worship experience look like? And I, I think that they're, they're probably less in some ways expressive than we are in that context. And yet 
a thousand years ago, I think Christians were much more concerned about experiencing the presence of the Lord. You know, you had thousands of people all over the world building monasteries and spending just so much time in, in, in silence or whatever that looked like to be able to better experience the presence of the Lord. You know, there was a value on that. And then fast forward to now, yeah, I just think as human societies, we're so much less concerned with like authentic connection than we used to be kind of thing. Maybe it's a, a symptom of the internet. I don't know. We just, we care less about being with people, you know, now, especially everyone's zooming into everything. We're on zoom right now on this pod, this podcast. And just something <laughs> about comes that. Out. Yeah. Something about that. I think we're just, we're less concerned about being in people's presence than we used to be. And I think God is included in that. So to answer your question, I think one of the ways that Jesus told us, Hey, this is a way that you can together as you like walk through life, you know, experience my presence and my transformation in your life. And people will see that and witness is the way that we love one another. You know, I love that John 15 thing of just abiding in him. What does that look like? Well, he says, by this, my father's glorified that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Then he says, and what does that look like? This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. That's the point of what I'm saying to you about biting right now. It's that you would love one another as I loved you. And by that, my father's going to be glorified and people are going to see him. So I just think about, you know, today's issues, whatever, everything going on. And just, man, are we really, really going after that and pursuing that of just, no matter what the issue is, politics, COVID, 49ers versus Packers, whatever, man, people have the ability to experience God's presence based on whether or not we are really abiding in Jesus's character and and loving one another. And even your little silly story about, you know, the Packers, like you just said it, like, man, people were loving and gentle to me, all the 49ers fans. Yeah. You were loving one another, even something like that. And I think if someone else saw that, like a, a 49ers fan who doesn't know Jesus, They'd be like, what's wrong with these turds? You know, he should be like rubbing it in his face. And that process, man, we have just an opportunity to, to glorify God. Yeah. And, and that's that the idea of glorifying God is, is showing, showing what he's really like, right? Putting it on, putting it on display, reflecting it, magnifying it. So other people can see his true nature. And it all comes back to how we, how we treat people, right? How, how we, um, yeah, how we show that love to, to others. So that's, that's really good. So as we are, um, you know, probably wrapping up or near wrapping up on, on this podcast, what are some more takeaways? I mean, that's a huge one, loving one another and pursuing that in our relationships. What are some more kind of tangible, actionable things that people can do today to better both experience God's presence right now and then also just build that hope for what's to come. I think something that you guys just brought to mind for me is how if we are, as the people of God, those who have his presence, then we really do need that face-to-face interaction with each other to more fully experience the presence of God. And, you know, I saw this this, um, research that was done, you know, there— Everyone, I think, can feel that there's there's rising anxiety and depression in in the world, and uh, and it's measurable. It's you know it's quantitative that there's more people who are experiencing that. And one of the reasons that people have um, found that 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 that's probably being caused is because we're creating in our society l- less and less opportunity to interact with other people. 
because you look at like, you know, probably like an early America, like you live in a place where you see all the same people all the time. You go to the market, you're bartering about stuff. You have these interpersonal relationships and interactions daily that you're experiencing, that you have these relationships with people. Now you can buy something, never see a person, mm. have it delivered straight to your doorstep, not even see the person who delivers it. And we, we've, we've eliminated um, all these opportunities to just see people and, and right. talk to people and interact with people. And obviously the, the pandemic has made that even worse. And so it's no surprise that people are, um, are you know, feeling it even more during this time because we're f- so many people feel like they've been forced to not interact with anybody. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's just not the same through a screen. And there's something about, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. You know, it's we need the presence not only of God, but of other people. And especially for us as, as followers of Jesus, we need the presence of other believers. Man. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. It's we we can't we can't give up <clears throat> meeting together, right? Um, as some are in the practice of doing, but we have to spur each other on more and more as you know as as the day approaches where we where we will be in the presence of God. And um, you know, you got to think that when the author of Hebrews is writing that, that he's not thinking about virtual meetings. Right, this probably probably wasn't on 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 their mind at all, and so there, yeah, there is something, and and we we do understand that there are, um, there are those of us in our community or or throughout the world that have legitimate concerns and reasons for for not coming back to to church or or, or meetings, and um, and we want to be sensitive to that, and and we're going to continue to do what we can to, um. Yeah, to to include you into the life of our church, but but I think there's there are a, there's a contingency of people that are um, I don't know maybe maybe fear is in an unhealthy way gripping them, or maybe there's a uh, just a comfortability and a laziness that has kept you home. And um, my encouragement to to you just along those lines would be just to just to to talk to the Father about it and. I love that Hebrews four verse that Charlie brought up on Sunday that because of, of Christ's work on the cross, we have full access to the father's presence. Um, it says, let us draw, let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. And what's so cool about that is that word confidence to me is we we have this this unfettered access to the father to to talk to him about whatever is going on to to get the help whatever kind of help we may need um or whatever mercy we may need and so my encouragement to you would be like if you're somebody who is feeling isolated or feeling fearful or depressed or just kind of asleep or or or, or stuck in the rut, talk to your father about that. Um, and, and you will find what you need to, um, to get through it. Yeah, it's so good. And just want to emphasize that that it's not just about, you know, you who are home because of COVID, like this conversation would happen pre COVID. There's just so many of our people who, for whatever reason, 
don't totally value showing up at church. And just to be clear, like it's not about our church attendance. You know, it's not about getting you in this building to to pad our numbers. It's about you experiencing relationships with your brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, and worshiping together and praying together and fellowshipping together. And that's the thing. That's what you're missing out on. And sadly, like, because I've probably heard the statistic that the average church attendance for people who claim to be all in Christians in America is once every two and a half weeks. That's how frequently they'll come to church. And it's just like, man, think about that. Once every two and a half weeks, you come to church and experience all that stuff. And then you have, you know, two weeks and four more days to have the world bombard you with what you should be yeah. thinking, what you should be feeling, you know, you have yeah. that long, long without relationship and community to, to have people remind you and encourage you and exhort you and, and all those things. So, yeah, I think you guys are both hitting the, on, yeah. hit the nail on the head that one of the big ways we can experience God's presence right now is by doing it together. You know, we're going to be in eternity together and we have an opportunity to do that now here today. So don't, don't neglect well, let me just remind everybody too, uh, around Thanksgiving time, Larry Wagner came in and, and shared a message that God put on his heart just about um, this very thing of, um, he was talking about celebration and just how when, when we come together as the people of God, we we celebrate God and what he's done, right? And he, he used this analogy of a hyperbolic chamber that when you when you get into that hyperbolic chamber, what it does is it presses oxygen into your body and, and, it, and it basically helps your body absorb more oxygen than it would if it was just out in the world where there is just oxygen floating around. Right. And there's just, there's incredible therapeutic, you know, um, ability that, that you, you help your body recover. It can charge you up, give you energy, whatever. And he, he said like, when we come to church, when we, when we gather together in small groups, when, um, you know, when we, when, when two or three are gathered in his name, it, we're, we're, we're pushing God into, uh, into our spirits. Like we're, God is already there, right? Just like oxygen is, is already there just floating around, but there's, there's an amplification. There's a, there's a, there's a manifestation of, of God's presence that, that gets pushed into us when we are in the same room together, seeking him together. And, um, I just think that's a, a really, uh, important way to think about it. Amen. All right, y'all. So that said, man, we hope to see you guys on Sunday. <laughs> That's right. That said, maybe the best thing isn't to move to Nebraska. <laughs> I'm hey, kidding. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some some great some great uh, congregations of of Jesus followers out there. Have you have you done any research yet? Any any good places you're gonna you guys are gonna check out? Yeah, we're we're looking at a few places, um, and uh, yeah, obviously haven't decided on anywhere yet, but. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's an encouragement that that we can always give people is, you know, it it's not necessarily about where it is, as long as it's a Bible-believing, gospel-centered church, but that you do find that community that you commit to yeah. and that you are going to be, that people belongs to you, you belong to that people. And so, you know, when we find that, we will commit to that um, yeah. wherever we go. It's, it's, so, it's so important for us as believers. And so, yeah, so we will find that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we haven't decided yet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. A lot of times when you talk to people that, you know, move away and, and, and you, you check in on them, you know, months later or years later and you're like, you're like, Hey, like, you know, how's, how's church going? I said, Oh, we're still looking, we're still looking. And it's like, well, what is that? 
Tell me what that, what you mean by that. Like, are you, what do you, are you actually looking, right? Like you, you wouldn't move to a new place, like without like a place to live or a job or, you know, a source of mm. or whatever, right? Yeah. Like finding a church community, I think is, is right up there with all, with all in terms of priorities. Right. So, uh, we'll be checking on you, buddy. Make sure you're actually going. Getting That's that. right. It'd be really easy for you to move out there and just kind of be like, well, we couldn't find a place. And we're just, <laughs> we're just going to, you know. We're just going to do church online, right? Yeah, I'm just going to watch VBC service and, you know. <laughs> we're going to hold you accountable, dude. No, yeah, we will find a place. We, we have one that we're looking at that uh, we think is going to be the one. But And I sent, I did send a message to uh, the church and have been going back and forth with one of the pastors there. So don't worry, we're getting on it. Cool, bud. Yep. And just, you know, to end, give you guys some stats, I just looked it up and – Man, a lot. The majority of churches in America are still reporting over thirty to forty percent of their people not attending church. Mm. So that's sixty percent capacities, which is man, it's just sad. You're missing out on the fun of life together in Christ. Mm. Hashtag stat that. Hashtag stat that. <laughs> Hashtag in person, whatever. All right, guys, love y'all. Hope to see you on Sunday, and then next week for Behold again. See ya. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.